It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to another episode of the Jetty Phil Donut Podcast. Hey. Yeah, I got it right this time. Fuck right you time. too. Yeah, well, well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Anyway, we're here uh, as ever. Um, myself, Jonathan, James, and Burkbot joining me uh, just like last time. Uh, thank you for listening to the last few episodes on the Lobos Network and on wherever else you get to your lovely podcasts. So. Um, We've had two. We've had a good run of episodes so far, lads. Right? We've had the Metapod battle. We've had the uh, battle at Pewter City. Now we've got Mount Moon to go to next time, and uh, Clefairies, Moonstones, scientists, the whole shebang. Zubats, 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 Zubats Zubat. everywhere. We get introduced to the to the magic that is Zubat, and unfortunately, that magic will never leave us alone now, because <laughs> it's uh, it is his nature. Mm. So um, yes, we get cracking then. So our opening titles. Um, the episode is called Clefairy and the Moonstone, by the way. In case yeah. you're wondering what this episode would be about, it would be about those two things, the Clefairy and the Moonstone. You might not know what a Clefairy is just yet, so that might be intriguing. Indeed, yeah. I think that was the hook, like, that got you mm. interested. Um, and there is very much a story behind Clefairy, which we'll get yeah. to later. So, we got a recap of uh, the last episode, including the gym battle, Badge and uh, Brock joining. The narrator teases uh, the next adventure that is out of this world. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this play out. <laughs> I was gonna hope I was gonna try and get a loop and just have that playing through the entire episode <laughs> and then watch watch all of our listeners go completely mad. Um we get our title screen then. So Ash and uh, company are hiking towards Mount Moon. Missy thinks it sounds romantic. Yeah. Because nothing sounds more romantic than a mountain called Moon. Moon. Uh, Brock apparently knows all about it. He says a meteor crashed into it during prehistoric times and it's called the Moonstone. Okay. Which is, uh, isn't that just very interesting? So we get a, a that's shriek that's... definitely like, he went there on a school tour. Yeah, or like on a date. Like, yeah, and he's just like, oh yeah, I know all about it. Like, definitely. And then recites every billboard that's <laughs> well, there. He is the uh, rock gym leader. Yeah, he should know yeah. about the local yeah. sites, like, in fairness. Um, he's just outside of town. Yeah, precisely. Like, if he, if he didn't know that, there's actually, like, what's wrong with you, like, really? Um, but then again, maybe because he's looking after the kids so much, he didn't have chance to even explore. Or maybe all the school trips that he had to, you know, sign off on. Yeah, yeah that's a good point too. And then like all the kids going like, "We learned about this, really good. Keep telling me all about it for the ninth time." So we hear a shriek off screen that sounds oddly like a meowth, and uh, we they run towards uh, towards whatever the noise was, where a swarm of zubats uh, appear. Zubats are a very common Pokemon that we will unfortunately not hear the end of uh, for the end of time. So they seem to be attacking a man in a white coat, which is the correct thing to do to scientists. They are they they are, they're all, they're fair game. You can attack if you do see one in a white coat, you are free to attack them. It's it's um, certified. So Zubats they are villains in uh, the games. They more or less are, aren't they? Like yeah. you, you never you never see to get good scientists in anything. No, they're really. team Rocket. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Rocket provides some funding. Yes. They're going to go with them. The government clearly aren't helping them out. Rocket comes in, private investors. Yeah. Yes, I will, you know, fund your R&D centre. Mm. Scientists can be very amoral creatures. Like, yeah. They just yeah. want to get their research done, you yeah. know. And it doesn't matter who's funding them. Uh, so, yes, apparently we hear that Zubats like living in caves because apparently they're bats by nature. Uh, but these ones are attacking outside. This is very unusual. Um, so Ash Thunder shocks Zubats and they fly back inside. The man is hurt but is extremely grateful, almost too grateful, because he kind of starts gushing over a 10-year-old child um, and gets uh, zapped for his trouble because he tries to hug Ash but Pikachu squeezes in between them. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you squeeze an electric mouse? You get fucking electrocuted, and rightfully so. Yeah. So 
uh, he's moved about the friendship he'd never see. He rhymes for a bit. He says he's alive. And I think it's fair to say this is the first annoying character we've come across with properly. Outside of Ash, maybe. I, well, Samurai? Ash, Samurai was kind of annoying, but I do think the scientist picks... like He, he is, is the worst. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely worse than Samurai, but... Mm. I think you're you're like looking at samurai and rose tinted glasses there. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it that. It's just like it, you're it, looking at to be speaking. Yeah, like, his glasses are so covered in bugs. It's a bug covered. <laughs> you're looking at samurai through the beadroll net right here. Yeah, that's what it is. Net net in place of glasses. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, just this this guy is just a complete pain in the hole. Uh, Ash asks why he was being attacked. He calls him Mister by accident, which is obviously a foolish thing to do because then he gets to keep talking. Um, his name is Seymour the scientist and he says the words knowledge and research because that's what scientists do apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing else that's outside they're just knowledge and research yep. nothing else they don't do anything above that um, Seymour explains then that someone's put lights on in the cave around and it's making the Pokemon confused so we see we see Paris uh, planting down mushrooms in kind of like a weird like stone daze sand shrews are uh, basically drying up so they're just like just sprawled on the floor going <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty yeah. sad yeah um, he's apparently on patrol to protect the mountain from troublemakers he's not doing a good job then by the no, no not abundantly clear yeah, like the common zoo bat mm-hmm. is enough to put him off <laughs> how is he even able to get inside the mountain yeah like it, it comes across fairly quickly this guy is a complete like nut job mm-hmm. right but not only a nut job but he's also a mass like a, a complete like wuss in, in every sense of the word like you know scared by zoo bats which are like the one of the easiest Pokemon to battle against, really. Yeah. Um, doesn't have any Pokemon himself, which is a bit like you know risky in a Pokemon universe, you know. Um, and just like whenever like somebody, a child even rescues saves his life, he will. He's now indebted to him forever. Um, it's not a good sign. I'm just yeah, saying. And rhymes all the time, which is super. That's funny. very. That's very problematic. <laughs> like I don't trust anyone who rhymes. Um, not any of the time. Not any of the time at all. No. I'll throw this at her. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, so uh, so Seymour uh, thinks it's over the Moonstone, right? This is what he thinks the, the, the prize is. It's almost like the one thing we've been hearing about all this time. So, <laughs> uh, an awesome boulder, a thousand years old. No one has ever found it, and it's said to multiply a Pokemon's power, hence why he thinks they're here to take it, right? Obviously, it's an evolutionary stone in the game, so yeah. I suppose this is like a plot equivalent if you like it Fair multiplies enough. power um, now this is where it gets weird because the little stone fair enough okay it's, a, it's, it's an old artifact people mm-hmm. might want to like take a chip off it and make money out of it Seymour on the other hand has a theory and obviously this comes from all the knowledge and research he's not done uh, he thinks that Pokemon all came from outer space so he's actually a crackpot he's a complete nut job is what yeah. I would say he's like one of those weird people who's into homeopathy or like you know believes or five G is five G is a conspiracy. Oh, he's totally one of them. Like, um, <laughs> not only that, but he his his second prime approach to this theory is that the meteorite is actually the spaceship that they came in on. I mean, if you go down the rabbit hole, you're down the rabbit hole for good. It seems that way, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think he, there's he's no half measures. No, there isn't. He's probably one of the guys that makes like conspiracy videos on YouTube about why the Earth is actually like flat, and not only flat. But it's also surrounded by alligators in space or some other crap like that. So yeah, he is a complete no job. Like even like somebody just could have should have called bullshit on it. Like on it, like Brock's Brock could have just thrown it Onyx and said, "Yeah, see this twenty foot eight foot snake? How is that getting on a fucking spaceship, right?" And then checkmate. Again, 
Again, I do have a theory. You've been promising this theory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go through it now, or do you want to wait until? No, later? no. She she's got a she's got a she's got a, a, a targeted <laughs> <laughs> point for this theory that for maximum damage. Yeah. Yeah. You know. She's a good Pokemon trainer, is what we're trying to say. She's she's well, picking her battles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he just blurted the theory before the intro. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Seymour literally begs Ash to agree with him um, about this theory because again, like obviously, uh, this is like ironclad. She's doing it again. Can you get it to stop? No. Okay. So a very hopes at the view, holding a very shiny stone. Uh, Brock identifies it as it skips along. Mm-hmm. Ash tries to catch it, but Seymour stops him. He says it's better if you let it stay here, which is like really like Ash could have just like just swapped them off and said fuck <clears> off, <throat> let me catch the fucking thing. Yep. Which kind of shows. It was you... the exact same thing with uh, Samurai the other episode. Yeah, precisely. So uh, it, it's it's ridiculous, really. It just shows you that Ash is no nowhere near as ruthless enough as he should be mm-hmm. for a Pokemon trainer. So we get another shriek uh, this time from Clefairy, which brings the team to where it is as it's being skipped by Meowth on a plinth. Um. Again, you you will be shocked to hear that uh, Meowths, Meowths don't live in Mount Boom, yep. so it's obviously the one with team from Team Rocket. Yeah. So <laughs> Pikachu and Clefairy seem to be talking to a bit, uh, and then some sort of reassurance happens. So that's good, at least gets Clefairy off the cliff. It was on. Uh, team Rocket appears as a uh, Pokemon says, "Oh, here comes trouble," and they're carrying a shovel and pickaxe. And they do it to recreate the West Ham uh, United logo, which is nice. <laughs> so, um, Seymour calls them show-offs, which is, I suppose, he's one to fucking talk, isn't he? Um, he Rocket says that they're jealous. Uh, Brock tells him that they're off, tells him off for putting the lights up. So, clearly, they're the only people in the in the cave, so it's clearly their fault. Yeah. There's no one else that could have put the lights up. Also, they would be stupid enough to ignore all of the other Pokemon that are fleeing the lit-up cave. Yes. Just focus on something that's unobtainable. It's a good point, actually, because I presume, like, maybe that was a strategy with, with to get Pikachu. If you put lights up, it's a source of electricity. Then Pikachu might have to get his fix, and then we can just get him. Maybe. Why didn't Seymour take down the lights whenever he found them? I don't know. This is the main thing. It's like he's a scientist. He's a scientist. He may is not he, be an electric engineer. Is mm. he apathetic towards like? Well, this is wrong, but. I could do research. Well, I, I just have to look at my notes again, James. But I believe he said his two things are knowledge and research. It's not action. He just he yeah. he just learns about it and learns more about it, and then that's it. Because he's a he's a pacifist as well, you know. Yeah. Which which, as we all know, is just that. That's just what else are you gonna do? Like it's <laughs> so ah, fun. He's an idiot. Anyway. So uh, we get we get into a battle then. It mm-hmm. seems because Rocket confirms yes. They're here for the Moonstone, Brock gets offended by Brock telling him to get lost, and they get ready for battle. So we get a double battle this time, lads. It's uh, Ekans and Coughing on Team Rocket's side, and Butterfree and Zubat from Ash and Brock. Brock actually caught a Zubat uh, on yeah. the way in, and no one which, noticed. Which, which shows you how terrible a trainer Ash is, that he actually did the shocking. Mm. And Brock, the Pokemon breeder, <laughs> went up and like, Ah, you shocked me, Zubat. Zoop. <laughs> Fuck, now it's mine. Ball in. <laughs> Again, Brock being a bit of a deck up and like, here, here. It's a good idea. So, just free Zubats going here. Free Zubats. Anyone want free Deli- Zubats? D- delicious. No negative repercussions. <laughs> That's why Ash didn't catch one. It's like, no, I'm not getting that fucking shit again. Are you joking? <laughs> I didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> that explains so much. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Dealey is one of those ones. She's a fucking Karen. I always knew she was. I knew I did. I just didn't want to say it. Um, 
So yes, we got our battle then. It uh, starts. Keep Professor Oak so close in case Ash takes a turn. Oh, that's that's even more insidious. <laughs> yeah, she's a real bitch, isn't she? <laughs> okay, so uh, coffin kicks off with a smog. Uh, Butterfree whirls, wh- whirls, wins it away because that's how it works. And uh, Zubat uses double team, which according to this is copying uh, Whirlwind. <laughs> Fortunately, lads, that's mirror move you're thinking of. But hard luck. Better next time. Better luck next time. Uh, Misty then scarps with Pikachu and the fairy, uh, whereas Ekans bites Butterfree while coughing tackles Zubat. So this is all happening, and Meowth sneaks uh, during the battle, kind of like real, like as sneaky as a cat, a talking cat can be, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but Zubat seems to get the upper hand as he uses Supersonic and confuses both Pokemon and are attacking each other. Butterfree uses Wormwheel again and blows them away. So, seems to be fairly straightforward. So, our, I suppose our take on it is Team Rocket has Ekans, uh, same set as before. Uh, Bite and Dig will be around level 17. Again, Coughing is the kind of the, the massive hitter here. Like, yeah. because of no sludge, it's like fairly well leveled. So, Smokescreen, Tackle, we think it's around like mid 30s. Uh, and then we have Ash and Brock. So, Butterfree is being thrown out here, and it's well going to be quite high leveled because of uh, having Whirlwind. Yeah. So, Whirlwind, Sleep Powder, Tackle, and Harden is, it guess its moves. We haven't seen anything else from it. When did it get that massive level jump? But that's the thing. Maybe it was from like the Battle with Pinsir or something like that. Or Jesus. Or Beedrill, maybe. Or perhaps like Ash has just been spamming it all through it. Like rare that, candies. Yeah, rare candies, or that just that route after before Mount Moon. Yeah. That's when would have used it. Um at Brock's uh, Zubat is uh, fresh out of the oven, so it's about level ten. Yeah. And only no supersonic and double team. So it actually couldn't do damage if it tried. <laughs> yeah. So uh, not a good sign. Uh yeah, this is um like Butterfree, I suppose you could kinda get around Ekans fairly quickly. Nope. Uh because um well, first off, coughing would be the first one to move. It mm. has sludge in Gen 1. Bug is weak to poison. Oh, so it is. Yeah, yes. because they flipped that around after Gen 1. They did, yeah. So basically, it's two poisons against something that's weak to poison mm. and something that's poison itself. Yes. So Butterfree is knocked right out. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Especially if we do believe that coughing is like a lot higher level than it should be. Yeah. Yeah, so actually, yeah, I suppose on paper, fucking Rocket would Rocket kick wins. ass here, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, Zubat might be weakened <coughs> from the Pikachu shock. Yeah, that's true too, yeah. I, would have, I don't think there would have been a chance to heal up in between. Well, we assume that anyway. Well, I mean, wait, Brock is actually competent, so... Oh, uh, maybe he did actually he have like a potion. A super potion yeah. nearby. Maybe some pokey food to you know, help matters, maybe. A jelly-filled yeah. donut, perhaps. Perhaps jelly-filled donut. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he discovered them yet. So oh, okay. maybe in a few episodes' time, I think. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we would have reckoned Team Rocket would win that. Yeah. yeah. Quite, quite, quite handsomely, especially considering like it. Like obviously, like Pidgeotto would have been there, not used, and Pikachu yeah. was scarpering uh, again. Pikachu's a lazy fuck, by the way. Oh yeah. He hasn't done anything. It was two episodes where he did fuck all. <laughs> smarter than Ash though so he is just he's like, being tactical yeah, yeah he's being tactical yeah. in his moves sneaky bastard so yes they um, obviously during his battle they uh, forgot about uh, Meowth Clefairy skips out of the cave with Misty following and that's the first half of the show it's a really fucking quick first half yeah because most of it was on your man fucking chatting away about himself so Fun. as is tradition with our uh, ad breaks because we don't have any yeah. sponsors who's that Pokemon <laughs> do 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 Who's that Pokemon? 
Uh, that will never get old. Uh, so it's a it's a lot closer than it was last time because I, I yeah I, I had I, to change up my uh, my scheme because <laughs> I don't want to make it too easy on you fuckheads. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're both leading the table at the minute with nine. Uh, James, you're on uh, seven, so, and I'm on five. Yeah. So at some like hopefully like one of us will overtake Burkbot or at least level up. Well, you would need to get it first time yes. in order to pass her out. So I need to get it wrong and a couple of times, yeah. Yeah. Mm. If I get if I get three in this, I'm I pull ahead. You do, yes. So I can we can afford like four misses, and I still. Well, you can afford a miss. I can't. Yeah. I, I, my eyes are on the prize here, James. Yeah. I'm sure you understand. So who goes first? Who gets first? Well, I suppose it's first. First um, post. Okay, yeah, first pass both. Yeah, so I, I, again, we will start off with our dex entry and go from there. So. Okay, so when attacked, it launches its horns in quick volleys. Okay, horns, you say. Shreds. Need a reno. It's going to go over now, actually. Um, no, it doesn't have horns, it's just the wall. Tauros. Come on, honest here. Yeah, so I'm you, being purposely tricksy here. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, so I say you're that's down to four the, anyway. You're down to four, okay. I, uh, no, I contest that. If well, I mean, cheap. you didn't give us the full dex entry, yeah. so that's a bit. That's I, cheating I, a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah it's me. Uh, come on, like that's. I like, don't think the second part is as useful as the first part. To be fair. Yeah, but like, well, actually, that, that does widen. That narrows it down a bit, like because, <laughs> like you're saying, you're. We were kind of going with like what we would have expected. Mm -hmm. For like just horns, and then you say that oh, with innards have never been seen. Well, that that kind of changes matters a bit. Okay. So I'd say we're back to five points. I say we're back to five. Yeah. So full dex entry again. No, no, no city buggers this time, right? No shit When attacked, it launches its horns in quick volleys. Its innards have I have an idea here. It's first person to shout. Cloister. The innards gave it away. I know. The I knew yeah. it. Cause then what what had me kind of tweaking it down a bit was the spike cannon move. Yeah. That's what that's what kind of got me into it then. So we uh, deduct marks for her shithousery. <laughs> it was I I could see what she was trying to do, but it was just I I think we'll we'll that's we'll shit, leave it as a, as a warning for now. Now it's shithousery, but it's not against the rules, James. Unfortunately. You're just annoyed you're losing. Yes, you are actually losing now. Yeah, yeah. you're. Yeah. You've gone from like the leader to like last in space yeah. of three episodes. Yeah. But again, it's, it could be your turn next time to, to catch up. So, yes, um, moving on then to the second half of the show. Uh, we see Clefairy being chased up a steep climb by Misty and Seymour. Uh, they get to the top until it gets hit by a Meowth. Uh, Clefairy then falls, looking kind of like very lightly down to the ravine. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. It uh, hits Misty on the head first, and then all of them fall into the ravine. Yeah. Because that's even funnier. <laughs> so slapstick, <laughs> slapstick. Everyone's everyone's in the in the river now. It's, yeah. it's hot banter. So uh, 
Meowth threatens Seymour in particular, so Meowth can spot the weak link here, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but Misty drops Staryu into the water, uses Swift and Water Gun, Meowth gets filled up with water, real kind of like Warner Brothers fucking, yeah. like, float up and looks just, just shot away, <laughs> essentially. Um, it's quite cathartic, actually, seeing it being, like, you know, just, like, topped up constantly to make it... I, I was hoping it would burst, is what I'm saying, like... <laughs> like um, yeah, it would have been nice. So, um, yes, Ash and Brock take on Misty and Seymour, and they're all fine, except for, you know, being stuck in a river. Uh, so we get this... So time passes, uh, sunset uh, hits, and Brock is uh, feeding Zubat some poker food that he makes himself. Because not only is he a Pokemon breeder, but he's also a Pokemon chef. It's amazing the skills you pick up when you're looking after 10 kids, I suppose. Um, yeah, and they're all special blends for all different types of Pokemon. Developing it for years, apparently, but, you know, it is one And he had a special it. batch for a Zubat on hand. Yes. What we're saying is that Brock might be a stoner. That's what we're getting from this, like, you know, oh, yeah, no, I've got a special blend. He does yeah. like stones. He does like stones, yeah. It, was this your theory, or? No. Okay, a different theory. Okay. So waiting for, for your moment to tell your theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactical. Tactical mastery here. Um, apart from the shit heritage in the segment there. I'm going to make a guess as to what our theory is. <laughs> Go, well, there's no, this isn't for the Who's That Pokemon, by yeah. the way. This is for just for fun. Summer <laughs> is a ditto. And he is trying to get I've, back to his home world. I've heard this I've heard this rumour. Yeah. Uh, trying to get back to his home world by getting the Clefairy to get him onto a moonstone to <laughs> send him home. Uh, just throwing it out there. That's not my theory. Okay. I think you lads have been on YouTube conspiracies way too much. Like you know, like five G is not trying to kill us. Okay, I'm just saying. You did see an ultra sun ultra moon that the Dittos were taking over. I did, but that's beside the point. Didn't happen. All right. Okay. Are we establishing this? There's not. There isn't a Ditto among us. It's not fucking not fucking Blade Runner we're playing here. All right. Okay. So. <coughs> so yes, yeah, yeah, we're, everyone's getting fed poker food. Seymour tries it and goes, "Oh, that's quite nice." And then, See? And, yeah, okay, okay, maybe he's just fucking weird, alright? <laughs> People have different taste buds, right? So Ash doesn't like it, obviously, he, like, just vomits. Uh, and then we see, like, uh, Pikachu and Clefairy having, like, kind of more banter and conversation. Yeah. Clefairy's still kind of holding his stone. Like, I've no idea what the two of them could have been talking about. It's just like, oh, hey, weren't you supposed to get your own game? Yeah, it was, actually, yeah. What happened? I was too girly. Oh, pity. Uh, anyway, lads, hey, lads, lads. Hey, I'm the mascot, not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just there going, like, picking the V's out. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Jigglypuff. No. No, Clefairy. Yeah, Clefairy was meant to be the mascot. Jigglypuff would have been a better shout than Clefairy. Because mm. that's even cuter. Th that, again, I, I, I would... I would um, disagree with that it's more of annoyance than anything else but yeah no Clefairy was meant to be the the, the poster child for Pokemon uh, I knew it was one of the pink fluffy ones yes yeah. it was uh, meant to be but yeah. I would have picked Jigglypuff mm. because that's awesome and it sings yes we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> thankfully not in this episode yeah. I'll just wait until the dig that episode oh fuck me yeah <laughs> we just have to pull oh, her in. Oh, it's in my head already. <laughs> <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Phone call. <laughs> oh yeah, but in fairness, like uh, back in the day, there was meant to be a uh, when Pokemon Yellow was released, there was meant to be a Pokemon Pink to go with it, and the idea was then that would be the first uh, for a game for girls. Essentially, you could play like a girl like Pokemon trainer, and the starter you get is Clefairy instead. 
but it never it never saw the light of day. It yeah. was uh, abandoned. Oh, come on, Pokemon Brown creators and Uranium creators. Come on, make that. Funny you should mention that. 4chan is making oh. a fan made game of Pokemon Pink. Well, we all know that's going to be some slutty jiggly Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's for girls. Yeah, it's for girls. There is actually already a ROM hack of Pokemon Pink. Uh, it's a it's a ROM hack of blue, and it is like it's just a female character from like one of the other games. I think it was yeah. Crystal, and she's just like put into the the Pokemon Yellow ROM. I think it's Yellow ROM anyway. Mm-hmm. And you have a choice of I think your starters are Pikachu, uh, Clefairy, or Eevee. I think. Oh, okay. And you have a choice of those three. But yeah, like that was the that was the whole idea. And uh, I know it was they did plan for a Pokemon Pink, but they just said no. Nah, let's just get on with Gold and Silver. Yeah. And then eventually with Crystal, then you could pick as a, a girl character in the end. So. Eventually. Eventually, they got there in the end. Took them two years, but yeah. however, just the world wasn't the world wasn't ready for a girl Pokemon trainer. Is the thing. No, you need a, p- a pointy boobs. Yeah, that was it. Like that, they couldn't. It was t- they were too young to, to push it. Like you know, yeah, yeah. You know. But hey, listen, we live in different times now. You know, or do we? It's a question. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Clefairy and Pikachu skip off then, and that makes the others follow them. Going like, oh, what are these devilish Pokemon up to? So. Ask questions where where they're going, but they stop and see another mystery cave. Some was, there could have been maybe two Mount Moons. A cave in the cave. A cave in the cave. Cave's I love actually. it. Yeah. Wham. Uh, they walk in and see a giant rock, and that's the core of the Moonstone. And it's sparkling like fuck. Uh, I love it. It is actually quite pretty, isn't it? Um, I like this because in the original game, this you don't see this area, right? Yeah. But in Gold and Silver... You do. You do. That's the kind of gas thing. Like if you hit, if you get it on the right days of the week at certain times of night, um, and I think this, I'm right saying this is the only way to get like consistent numbers of moonstones is this way. Yes. So you you go into Mount Moon, right? And like in the in the game, obviously because of like memory constraints, <laughs> you you only see like see like half of Mount Moon. They've actually like excavated it further so that people can pass through. Mm-hmm. Without being hit by Zubats. Yeah. Uh, but if you, there's like a gift shop there, right? And go around the corner, there's like this kind of just boxed off area. And every now and then, you'll just see Clefairy skip around the rock. And they'll see you, they'll, they'll they'll jump away. And then if you smash the rock up, you get a moonstone. And that's how you get it in that game. <laughs> they really that's made you work. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. made you fucking work for those stones in that game, honestly. Yeah. That, to be fair, I like the fact that you had to work for it. Yes. It was good. It was yeah. it was different, especially considering like you could just buy everything from Celadon, like completely different. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice. Um, so yeah, it feels like a dream. The legends are true, and Seymour is um, doing terrible things in his pants right now. Uh, Clefairy places the stone on the base, and the stone lights up, flashes. Uh, mm-hmm. Clefairies appear everywhere and start uh, dancing around the place. One stops to thank everybody, and uh, yeah, it's it's a quite nice scene. Clefairy jumping around the place, the moon's in the shot. Seymour is um, observing, as opposed to you could say. He's uh, formed, their own, formed their own society, yeah. and Pikachu then tries to explain what's going on. Another exciting edition of Pokemon Charades. So, <laughs> Ash tries to get his first guess. They collect all the stones and do the Macarena. That is shockingly the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep trying to work it out. Brock gets it in the end. The Clefairy are praying to the Moonstone. That's what they do. Because they formed a religion, apparently. I mean, yeah. It's possible. You know? Um, I, I suppose it's worse things to worship than a stone isn't there um, so yeah Seymour is very excited about this and he gets his eureka moment as this obviously proves Pokemon are from space they can ride the moonstone to space and to the moon or, in that order or they just came across a giant glistening rock no 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 it was definitely that first thing I said 
Like this is this is fundamental proof that aliens exist. I I don't see what the problem. Even I can see it now. It's just so clear now. <laughs> so uh, yes, Team Rocket appear again. Shock and Lee. Seymour steps in front of them, trying to be the valiant hero. Yeah. And uh, Seymour just gets swatted away. Basically, <laughs> he, like he's trying to threaten them, and yet he's like trembling, yeah. which is just not a good sign, really. Um, he charges at them and gets tripped up by Meowth. His glasses are broke because he's fucking Velma all of a sudden. Glasses, I can't see about my glasses. Oh, no way. Um, another battle breaks out. Doesn't last that long, though. Yeah. It's uh, Ekans and Coughing, uh, Pikachu and Onyx. So I think Onyx has... It's got this sorted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Onyx, uh, Ekans goes on the ground. Coughing go, uses smoke stream. Smoke fills the area as Pidgeot co- comes out and clears away the smoke. Yeah. As they do, they notice the Moonstone has gone. Mm-hmm. Ekans has done the job and... Dug through the dug through and got the moonstone. So the target was never Pikachu all along. It was the shiny, shiny rock. Yeah, which is clever. I like it. And um, Brock gets Onyx to follow them on the ground. Uh, Clefairy brings Seymour's glasses back because you know Clefairy is indebted to Seymour. And plus, I think it really likes the idea of having a human id. Yeah, like someone they could like start manipulating, like what what's happened to Birdbot right now <laughs> like see she had a Clefairy when she was younger right and what happens now is whenever she mentions it she now has to him Clefairy yeah because it's a form of mental illness <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, Seymour's talking to the Clefairy explain the Moonstone is sacred to them and why they and why they won't defend it and Clefairy's going like you're right we should defend our religious monuments <laughs> so Team Rocket are riding the Moonstone down what well, I guess the side of Mount Moon yeah. is the best way of putting it as a gravel, as a as a floaty rock boy, perhaps mm. yes, a roly rock boy, I suppose. Rock boy. Yeah, roly, roly rock, rock boy. boy. Yeah, um, Golem is explodey rock boy. I think it was fair to say. Um, so they're a boomy boy. A boomy boy. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Um, so they're slow, they're rolling down Mount Mill. Um, everything's gone grand. The master plan has worked. Oh shit! Here comes a giant rock snake. Who <laughs> crashes into them and they collide and they crash and everything goes to plan. Um, there's a stalemate between Coughing and Onyx. I love as well, like for whatever way the animation was, like this because the, the massive crash has happened. Jesse and James are like not gloopy, Ekans is not gloopy, the moonstone is there, and Coughing just has a big happy face on it going like <laughs> well, <that's always laughs> That was fucking awesome! <laughs> that's always the case with it, like a uh, James is drowning. Yes. <laughs> Coughing's like <laughs> look at that, that's funny. I'm gonna record this. Watch where's my phone. There we go. <laughs> and then uh, they honest and coughing clash heads and both faint because you know nothing says a stalemate like that so out of the uh, hole that Onyx dug up was Seymour and the Clefairy so like Seymour kind of like pops up and he's just kind of like at like chest height here and the Clefairy all come out and start waggling their fingers little did he know it's a metronome Mm -hmm. and everyone starts getting hypnotised going this is fucking weird what's happening Um, and uh, Seymour says it's the metronome and starts talking like this because he's under a spell of some kind he's been hypnotised yeah He's been hypnotized. Mm. Um, no one knows what'll happen. They all glow and just something explodes. Just everything explodes. Doesn't that normally happen with metronome? Like I know not in the games, mm. but as far as the TV show goes, it's always self-destruct. For some always reason. something like that. Yeah. Like Togepi uses metronome a couple of times in the series. Yeah. Yes. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute when that tiny egg explodes. Yeah. It's really funny. And it's always fine after, after afterwards. Like it's it's this bizarre, yeah. really. But yeah, I don't know why that. Is. I mean, I suppose it's like it's a very just easy way of like signing off an episode, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's like oh no, they're in a predicament. What'll happen? We need to, well, get, we need to get Team Rocket out of here. Uh, Togepi go boo. 
<laughs> Toki boom boom bye bye. It's it's kind of it would be kind of funny if like if it did apply Eggie the boom boy. Eggy boom boy yes. <laughs> Eggy boom baby surely. Not really a boy Eggie yet, boom is it? Baby boy. Baby. Okay, well, fine. We'll we'll fix it in post. Um, but I always find it funny, like if they did actually apply the metronome logic to it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh shit, it might explode, and it's just a string shot, and just like some sort of weird silk just comes out. All of, of them the would have used a different move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh god, a water gun. Oh, spike hammer. Oh, fuck, vice grip. Ah, stun spore. What's going on here? And then like one of them has like an actual move that does damage, and it's just pound. It's like you could have done that anyway. <laughs> Completely redundant. Or maybe one or of like, them splashes. <laughs> just, just like, just like. Pardon. Yeah, <laughs> dipshit the Clefairy just go fairy Clefairy. <laughs> it's like the the important thing is that you're trying. Um, so, uh, so the Team Rocket blasted off again in this fantastic like mega hyper beam. I don't know what the odds are of like sixteen Clefable all getting hyper beam, but I can imagine that could destroy quite a lot of the area. Yeah, there is now no longer a Mount Moon. There is now just a Mount. Um. And that obviously sends off uh, Rocket away to their next adventure, mm-hmm. which is where we step in. Um, it's time for our segment, What Should Rocket Do? I, so, I do feel like they had a decent plan here. Yeah. yeah, it was good. That was the thing. The thing um, was that they hadn't expected Brock to join the team. Mm, that's, the, that's the trouble. That's the only thing they didn't plan for was that Brock had an audit. Yes. So... What I would have done was split up and mm. have James and the coughing keep suppressing the smoke screen for longer by Jesse getting away with the Moonstorm Moonstone more mm. time. Yeah. And then it should all be grand. What are they going to do with James? He hasn't got the Moonstone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's just going to fuck off. That's good shit. That's fair, yeah. Uh, what I would have done is uh, using the kind of fairy to our advantage here, right? So uh, we've obviously, they've obviously kind of fucked up things up in the cave, right? Yeah. So all the uh, creatures are acting funny. That's a po- I guess that's supposed to like drag the Clefairy out in a way. Mm-hmm. Because they're like really impish creatures, like not don't like to be seen. So once you get one Clefairy, right, you can obviously follow it down to where the Moonstone is, okay? And what I would do is then I then catch that Clefairy, right? And again, applying the metronome logic that we would have in this in these shows, um pretty simply get the Clefairy to use metronome, it will do something massive damage at the Moonstone, pick up all the shards. And you have tons of moonstones that you can sell on for massive You're profits. You're assuming the Clefairy changes the loyalty in that case. Well, that's true, but if you caught it, like as we all know, like once you catch a Pokemon, it's yours. Mm. In Pokemon logic, some if in in that kind of sense, like once it's your it's your trainer's Pokemon, you have to do what it says. There's been so many cases in the well, show. Well, Ash doesn't count. Ash does not. Ash is not a <laughs> trainer here. Okay, <laughs> let's establish this. A competent trainers. People, professional, okay, professional trainers. trainers. This is Jesse and James. Okay, well, logic takes a hit there. But <laughs> idea is that get a Clefairy, get it to use Metronome, blast Mount Moon, pick up all the shards, and make fucking quits. Okay. Okay. My plan, if I was Team Rocket, would be similar to Jonathan's, as in kidnap mm-hmm. Clefairy. Okay. That is holding the shiny rock, which we consume as part of the Moonstone. Yeah. Hold that at ransom mm-hmm. and get the others to give up the big moonstone in order to save the Clefairy because we know they would do that. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, 
Hmm. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, what do we say? What do we think? I think everyone's just going to vote for their own idea in this one. <laughs> it's a bit of a pick em. like in, in a weird way, like, Rocket did have the right plan here, you know? Yeah. So you can kind of, it, it is kind of a, a moot point, really. Um, it just, like, they just weren't planning for Onyx, I suppose. It's yeah. split up, gang. I'm going to go with that one. Yay. Yeah, I think we all, we go for a three-way draw. I yeah. think all of them were fairly valid. Okay. Okay, cool. So, end of the episode, then. It starts raining shards of Moonstone, yeah. and uh, whenever it hits a Clefairy, it evolves into Clefable. Yeah. I wonder what a Clefable sounds like. Clefable. And yes, they all dance around the moonstone. So we have... We, that's more like it. They all dance around the moonstone, back to where it belongs. Uh, Seymour has decided to live with the Clefables, as he hopes to go into space with the Pokemon. And enter my theory! About fucking time. It's right, the end of the podcast. Well, no, that's it. We're done. Uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, my theory... You kind of took the thunder out of it, James. Oh. Uh, is that he is... A Clefairy that has been changed into a human form. He's transformed from metronome. Oh, that's good. That's good. There we go. Mmm. Um, the reason he talks in rhyme is because, like, it's not a proper human. What rhymes with Clefairy? Clefairy. What rhymes with Fairy? Perfect. <laughs> What do I do? Seymour Clefairy. There we are. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge research. Yeah, uh, that's what Clefairies do. Uh, he wants to. Be, he's been. He's transformed himself into a human. Yeah. Using metronome and transform. Mm -hmm. And he is now stuck in human form and is trying to get to the Mount Moon, the Moonstone. Yeah. Because he believes it will change him back into his rightful form. Oh, that's interesting. And that's why he stays with them then, because he can then like work out. He can use his research and knowledge. That he gathered, that as, he a gathered as a human. as a human to turn himself back into a Clefairy. So if, if, if Ash and Missy just suddenly turned back and said, oh shit, I forgot my fucking bag. They walk in and there's suddenly a Clefable with like a white like fucking lab coat on and glasses. That would have really freaked them out, wouldn't yeah. it? And so then the Zubats were just attacking the Pokemon at the start. Yeah, it was just it was just a natural order just kicking and in. He, he's a human, so he doesn't have his Pokemon powers yeah. anymore. Yeah. Mm. So he has no way of attacking them. He can't use Pound. He can't use Metronome back to transform himself. That's very fascinating. Because he, the way Transform works, it is, it's transforming into something it's seen. So it means that there has been a scientist called Seymour in there before. Yeah. And now it's transformed into that, into him. He's basically They basically body snatched a scientist called Seymour. Potentially made him look like a complete dumbass. Because obviously pretending to be human is, is pretty difficult for yeah, a Pokemon. Yeah, they did no coordination. They might not yeah. have the limbs to coordinate and things. Yeah, exactly. And like trying to guess the personality as well. So obviously the Fable is very impish. Yeah. So it'll look, it'll come across very like weird and campy, I guess. Giddy. I mean, shit. Like this kind of this kind of blows it all wide open, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> and he likes the Pokemon food. Yeah, that that's another point in his favour as well. Which is kind of where James came in with. With the Ditto thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both, they both work, like, they're, both, they're both valid. And the space thing might be, he knows that that's what they're doing, they're praying to the stone, because he prayed to the stone, and this was the religion that's been passed down to him. Mm-hmm, interesting. You know, it may not be accurate or So do yet. the other Clefairy know that he's... They're actually... all very accepting of him, the fact that they allow him to live with them. And they're able to, he's, they're able to seem to, like, they have some sort of, like, understanding, I guess. Maybe because he's such a good scientist, he can talk to the Pokemon, like fucking Dr. Doolittle. I don't think it's as easy as that, like. 
I mean, fuck that 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 works. That that holds water. As does the Ditto thing. In fairness, yeah. like they both work. Um. So yeah, there we go. We see more. It's canon. Yeah, it's canon. We've locked yeah, it in, yeah. lads. We've done it. That's it. We've we solved the mystery of Seymour the scientist. Because clearly he was just too much of a mis- generic name to be correct, to be a right person. <laughs> so, yes, uh, a team anyway leaves Seymour human or not with the Clefable to uh, live out the rest of his life. I hope. Um, they arrive at a fork in the road with a sign saying Cerulean Siri- City and it says something scribble on it. Gary was here. Ash is a loser. Which is uh, harsh, but fair. Yeah. Um, Ash gets annoyed and charges towards the city, and uh, he runs off to the distance to end the episode. If I was Gary, I would not be even thinking about Ash at that stage. Yeah, it's surely like, it's yeah, the other two you have to worry about. She's dead in a forest. <laughs> that, that weird samurai kid took care of him. Ash, didn't he drown in a waterfall trying to get away from Spiro? It took him like three days to make it to the next town and he hadn't even caught anything at that stage. I wonder that with my granddad. Didn't he get blown up in Viridian City when that gym went off fire? <laughs> eh, details. He's a loser. <laughs> he is shit and he knows he is. Um, so, uh, at the end of our episode we have three entries into our Pokedex. First one is uh, obviously our most complicated, most interesting Pokemon we've had so far. which Seymour. is Zubat. <laughs> And uh, you'd be shocked to hear that it's meant to be a bat. Yeah. There is nothing else I can say about it, really. It is a pretty much as dull as dull can I be. I think it's my least favourite Pokemon. Same. It was a toss-up between me and Tent- that and Tentacool. See, it's way more Tentacool for me because Zubat is annoying in that cave. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's in another cave after that. I think it's Golbat is in. Golbat, yeah. Uh, or if it it is in another cave, it's a lot more diverse. Yes. Whereas every body of water has tentacles in it. That's the thing, yeah. Like tentacle is like literally everywhere. Like that's that's the and the fact is like, especially in like generation one where you had such a big body of water to go yeah. through. Tentacle. Like you're literally just hitting tentacle every five steps. Yeah. Yeah. I think like uh, Zubat's up there. Like oh, Zubat yeah. got the mean quality to it. Oh yeah. But I think Zubat was done like supersonic, supersonic double team, fucking all that shit. Like Confuse Ray as well. You know, I think as well like Zubat was more like more of a nuisance in Gen Two, where like everything was generally lower leveled. Uh. So like every and like there was like four or five caves in that game as well, yeah. and they were all Zubats yeah. practically because there was very little new Pokemon out there. See, just. Why Tentacool doesn't annoy me as much is in the cards, I had a shiny pair of Tentacool and Tentacruel. Ooh, very nice. Uh, so I always had a soft spot. You had a soft spot for yeah. it, yeah. Whereas Zubat, no. Ooh. No shiny cards then, so. Burpo likes jellyfish, pass it on. Um, so, uh, let's move on then to the two interesting Pokemon from this uh, from this episode, and that's Clefairy. Sandry? Clefairy. Sandry. Well, we didn't. And Paris, but yeah, I suppose we did. I suppose they did get introduced. I was kind of going, but like, what like had actually interacted with? You know, I know they were kind of shown on screen, but we've had like Pokemon shown on screen before as well. I guess you could make the argument, but we'll see. We will have Paris and Sancho up again officially. Mm-hmm. But like Ash didn't like literally go up and go. This is this thing. Write it down. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do see your point. Either way, what the first one I have on my list is the fairy. Um, Obviously based off a fairy. Yeah. It was normal type back in the day. Yeah. Now it's uh, found its rifle home of being the fairy type. Yep. Um, which actually makes it like useful again, doesn't it? Like. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um. So if you do the, uh, you know you haven't played the uh, Let's Go game, but mm. 
getting fairy types early in the game make like the battle against Lance at the end yeah far easier oh it, I almost I'd say so alright yeah, yeah. Um, if anything that actually makes like Lance beatable as well because oh yeah because at least like in, in, in that time like the only way to really beat him was to have an ice type move let alone yeah. Pokemon um, otherwise like you're just like just battling just like whittling the sheer numbers sheer numbers exactly especially with like fucking barrier drag- Dragonite as well yeah just it was horrible but, um, yeah, having fairy types, especially in like Let's Go, has uh, you take out early games with a good special mm, attacker. Yes, exactly. Um, especially when you do get something like Moonblast, which is such a great yeah. move. Like and on something like the fairy, which like the stats are average, but it like it bumps it up a good bit oh, by yeah. having by having access to it. Yeah, you know, good early game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, by the way, the initial idea name for the fairy was Aria. Oh yeah. Um, so that was supposed to be what it was called. Uh, in fact, in some dubs, you can still it's still being called Aria, as its Pokemon. Really? Yeah. And as you as you mentioned earlier, uh, Clefairy was meant to be Ash's starting Pokemon. Uh, there was a last minute change though between them and Pikachu, so this would have made the anime the actual anime show closer to the manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manga had like Red instead of Ash, and Red uh, had a Pikachu instead. Yeah. Uh, never would have had Clefairy. In fact, I think it was another character that had Clefairy as her starter, if you like. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I'm wrong. I think no, she did have a Clefairy. I'm right. I can't remember now. It's but been a while since I remember. Ash had a Poliwhirl as a starter. Yes, Red would have had Poliwhirl as a starter. Yeah. yeah, and then would have got Bulbasaur off Oak, and then Pikachu as his little like, oh, Harry, you're my friend as well. Yeah. And then they all went on magical adventures together. Yeah. Um, Manga Strike is pretty good, in fairness. I would I'd recommend it if you're a massive nerd like me. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like that's that was the that was the whole story. Yeah. Imagine, I don't know what what kind of world we'd be living in if like Clefairy was the mascot instead of Ash. Would it have taken off like if we did, or is Pikachu like clearly more marketable? Mm. It's hard to say, isn't it? I'd say they could have done the marketing magic with Clefairy in the same way they've done it with Eevee. Mm, so that's true. Yeah, they, they've really made Eevee into the second starter. Mascot, yeah, second mascot. Nearly. Yeah, um, and they have like different little forms of Eevee that have uh, like in the Let's Go Eevee there's um, you can get Eevee with hats and yeah things. yeah they would have marketed Clefairy just as well as that I'd say hmm yeah it's different it, it, that's what I'm kind of not sure like would have would have been like like obviously Pikachu is such an iconic character yeah like I don't know if Clefairy would have had the same pull in that regard like you know mm-hmm. in fact, it's it like, is very pink it's very pink that's the I, thing like I, you know that would have been pushed as a market to me, I suppose. As like, to girls, like, yeah. Like, oh, here's a game that'll keep you quiet for a while and stop you kicking the ball against the wall constantly. Mm. Um, but would the likes of you have been attracted to a game that had a pink mascot? This is it, like, especially for like for, for boys that age, anything pink you just wouldn't touch. Yeah. That's a thing, like, but at least something yellow. It was kind of, like, I guess, a bit more universal. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't like a blue thing. It wasn't like, it didn't look that... Like game, a, we had the games before the cartoon came out, though. Yes. So it might have come out around the same time, but I was hooked on the. Sh- I was hooked in the game before the show came around. Yeah, I was the same so way. Yeah. Pikachu being the mascot didn't really come into it. But you know yourself, like there was people that would have played the game initially and said, "Oh, that's good." But the, having the TV show just oh, yeah. expanded that audience. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So in a way, like you would have, like the game still would have existed. It just wouldn't be at the same massive like mogul yeah. that it is now. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's it's kind of a nice thought thought experiment. Um. Fun fact, by the way, the French name for Clefairy is Pipi. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a P-I, P-I-P-P-I. And it's supposed to be like a repetition of the phrase, of the word pixie. Oh, 
Ah. So it's like instead of being fairy, it's, it's pixie in French. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, speaking of, then we have our evolved form of Cle- of Clefairy. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed Clefable. So uh, again, there's not much to say about it really. It was just one of those Pokemon that existed. Yeah. Um, it was. It's good, like in a way. It like really good special defense, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose like back then it was very like uh, like really tough, and um, they had got a lot of access to like cool moves. But because they didn't weren't they weren't as strong as Pokemon, like it was kind of like a last resort. Like okay, I can't really use anything else. Okay, I'll just let him them use Thunderbolt or Ice Beam or yeah. Psychic or something like that. So that's what kind of made them interesting in that way. But then you realise, oh wait, I'll just get a psychic type instead, and it's so much better. <laughs> I was really close to using uh, Clefable on the Sun and Moon team against You were you. saying this, yeah. I was kind of interested by that, like. I just thought it would have been a curveball. Yeah, to... wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed it now. Yeah. Not not at that point in the series, when there is so much more cooler shit out there than Clefable. It's bulky, and mm. it can throw a, it can throw a decent punch back. Yeah, exactly. Especially with something like Moonblast, as yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, again, uh, the uh, again the Clefable had a prototype name as it was mentioned there. So instead of Aria, would have evolved into Ariala. Oh. And again, same thing. Yeah. Some dubs of the anime call it still Ariala after that. So mm-hmm. um, again, it, it, again, it's another weird thing because like, if Clefable was the initial like idea of the mascot, would Clefable have had more to it? In the same, I, I think like it would have gone the same way with like Pikachu and Raichu. Like it would have yeah. stayed as Clefairy. And Clefable was just like, oh, this this exists as well. It wouldn't have got as much like attention. Yeah. We're probably the same as right. Is throw right shoe under the like like they try to hide it as much as possible. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like they uh, wanted to zone it. I'd say <laughs> if they could redo the series, it would be. It would explain why each kind of like Pika clone is just, like a single evolution. Yeah. Like Plusalmine and Tichirizu, Imaga, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. You don't get evolved versions of them. Exactly. Like they're just like there's a thing. Here's cute. Sell, sell plush dolls of it and get out of my sight. <laughs> Pretty much. The um, one time to give Raichu love was the uh, Pancake Raichu. Yes, that was it. <laughs> the Pancake Raichu? The uh, Surfboard. Yeah. Well, surfboard. He's the, standing on a pancake. It's a surfboard. To be and fair, I haven't... Cool. Yeah, I, I, and the fact is, like, its ability is Surge Surfer. It's just like, yeah, that's... that's they have tried, but still, oh, yeah. it's a bit... Eh, yeah. Electric Psychic, like, what are you playing at, like? Oh. Catch, catch yourself on, will you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that count then leaves us to 22 seen and uh, 5 caught. Yeah. Which is not bad going so far after 6 episodes. So that is it then. Um, that's it for this episode. Uh, again, it, was, it wasn't a bad one in the end. It was just Seymour was a pain not there. Not a bad one, but probably more forgettable than the last couple. Yeah, definitely. Um, Except for when you're a kid and you're like, is that guy a Pokemon? I was not asking. I've cracked the case. I wasn't asking like th- those questions myself as an adult, let alone as a child. Well, there it's an insight into my brain. Yes, a, a, a horrifying insight. I don't want to see again. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, to play us out will be <laughs> the metronome that we've been hearing all throughout the episode. Thank you for listening to the Jellyfield Donut Podcast from myself, Jonathan, from James, and okay. the Fairy, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Next time is that the Clefairy, 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 Clefairy.